everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I am learning. And this is the second take of us trying to get this <laughs> right, because for whatever reason, I my came ear, on. My eardrums just got blown out. <laughs> I, I, I checked. I swear I checked before we started. Well, you heard me check. And it just came in super hot. I guess I knocked the button or something yeah, when I put something, the device something back happened. Down. Yeah, something happened. Something happened. So, anyways, we are continuing our way through the entirety of the series uh, of the our favorite show, The Simpsons, and we are here at episode excuse me, season three, episode seventeen, Homer at the Bat. Yes. And so now that my mic has calmed down a little bit, yeah, why don't you kick us off with some specs? Okay, Homer at the Bat, production code eight F thirteen. Written by John Swartzwalder, directed by Jim Reardon. Original air date, February 20th, 1992. What year was A League of Their Own? Uh, 92, I believe. Was it this year? Yeah, 92 or 93. Uh-huh. I, I have always wondered, I just assumed that you would know this because you like that movie so much, if there was a strong connection between this episode and that movie. Nope. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I mean, they're, yeah, it's 92. Uh, they're both baseball related. I feel, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like baseball in the 90s was like a thing, you know? Well, I mean, so 91, right, is when Sid slid for the Braves. So like that kicked off their decade of dominance in the, uh, in the division they had. Yeah, but I'm just I, well. I mean, maybe that had something to do with it because of TBS and Ted Turner and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. But uh, I don't know. I just feel like it was like very prevalent in culture. I do not believe that any of the players mentioned in this episode <laughs> were Braves players. So no, I don't. I don't think so. But um, anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, we are uh, going to. Uh, well, we got the specs already. Hang on, we, we're getting our sea legs back under us, yeah, everybody we are. here. Uh, uh, we hope everybody had a very good uh, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It we is are. a Tuesday afternoon, so this is definitely off our regular. Uh, to be schedule. sure, to be sure. But Christmas is not over. It's only the <laughs> third day of Christmas. Yes. Today is the is today the feast of the Holy Innocents. I believe so. I don't know. I think it is. It is not. The Feast of the Holy Circumcision. That's right. The Holy Circumcision don't come until January 1st, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you get to gnaw on your... <laughs> oh, no. That's right. We were talking about having, a, <laughs> we're having, gonna... a, having calamari at that's the... That's right. <laughs> 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 yeah. So anyways, the synopsis for Homer at the Bat. Uh, this is from the Simpsons Wiki. That is at simpsons.fandom.com. There will be a link in the description. Mr. Burns bets $1 million that his softball team can beat a competing plant softball team. In order to do so, he replaced the regular softball team with professional baseball players. He gives them jobs at the plant so it wouldn't be legitimately cheating. Mr. Burns gets a new security guard, Roger Clemens, a new janitor, Wade Boggs, a lunchroom cashier, Ken Griffey Jr., and other new employees like Steve Sachs, Don Mattingly, Ozzie Smith, Daryl Strawberry, Jose Canseco, and Mike Sosha. I can Sosha. I cannot say that name. <laughs> Who did he play for? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, my computer is being very, very slow. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm having difficulty looking things up. I was looking at the... Um, I was looking at the... Uh, the wiki here. He, I don't think it says who he plays for. <laughs> just There's a lot of stuff in the t- like trivia section this week. Uh-huh. Uh, but I do not believe that that was one of them. Um, oh, good. Uh, my screen just went blank. Oh, that's good. So, uh, yeah. Well, 
Anyway, so... <laughs> I'm glad you're having a good time. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, anyways, um, as... Fuck. <laughs> Did your screen just go black? No. Too? Oh, okay. No. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know. Do I need to hit pause on this? No. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. What are you- <laughs> I, I, I'm just not sure what to do in here in this moment if you don't have a computer. Oh, okay. No, I'm back. I'm back. I'm okay. Good. I'm good. Okay. So we'll start at the top of the the top of the show like yes. we normally do. Yes. Yes. All yes. right. And that's with the chalkboard gag. Uh-huh. The chalkboard gag said, I will not aim for the head. Yep. Okay. And then we have the couch gag. Yep. Which is they all come in and bump heads. Lots of like head out. injuries and unconsciousness in uh-huh. this, uh, like the first 30 seconds of this show and at the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, regular, regular old credits, not shortened. No, these are the long credits. Yep. And then we cut, uh, or we open, I should say, mm-hmm. in the break room at the nuclear power plant. Yes. And Lenny, I'm assuming it was Lenny, comes in and puts down a box of donuts. It looked like it was Lenny. Yeah. I'm not sure why it would be Lenny. But yeah, it uh, looked like it was him. Yeah. And then Homer, of course, is like, mm, donuts, and starts chowing down. Mm-hmm. They're not Lard Lad donuts. No, they're not. They're the rolling donut. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Lard Lad shows up for okay. a number of seasons. The Rolling Donut is the truck that we saw that in one episode. Oh yeah, the yeah it was pulling up outside the yeah the power plant. So oh, hey, that's nice. I get a little donut delivery. <laughs> uh huh. Well, you know that's sort of like living in living in this town where like four different cookie delivery places have opened up in the that's past true. like two months. That's true. Well, if you remember a few years ago, it was the donut. The donut bubble. Yeah. Lots of donut places opened, and then only one has survived. That's well. Well, there's the there's the um, there's the big corporate. There's Dunkin'. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. And then there is there is a there, duck donut. The indie indie donut. Yeah. Indie ish donut places. So we got like three donut places. Yes, but they all fit their own category. Yeah, like and they're all geographically dispersed, so they're not like that's true in direct competition with each other. Yeah. So we've got like we've got the what would be the equivalent of the big box, which is. Again, Dunkin' Donuts, and then there's like a more regional donut chain that is a Duck, Duck Donuts, donuts yeah. and then there is a local place. Uh, all three of them, more or less, having like not only not only are they in those different categories, but I, in my opinion, they all give different like different category of donuts. Oh yeah, you know for sure. Like the the local shitty place. donuts. Yes, Dunkin'. Uh huh. Good donuts if they're warm <laughs> that are made in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Duck. Also, all cake donuts. Uh huh. And then there's and then the variety, which is the local place. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And but they 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 very they have like a very heavy like yeast donut like mm-hmm. thing going on. They in the do. Local place. They do. Um, though I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something that's controversial. Okay. If I want a glazed cake donut, uh-huh. which is my favorite kind of donut, uh huh, I'm going to Dunkin'. Ew. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, really, really what I'm doing is I'm going to Wawa, uh-huh. which I don't count that as a donut place because it's a gas station. Right. <laughs> oh, but okay. I'm going to go to Dunkin'. Oh. Their, I su- I, their sour cream donuts are really good. Oh, I don't know that I've ever had a Dunkin' Donut where I was like, I want another one of those. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, now you know my, nerd, my dirty little secret. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Good coffee, though. We like their coffee. Yeah, the coffee is great. So anyways, Homer is scarfing down donuts. And it is Lenny who says, hey, Homer, slow down. You're going to choke or something. 
And he, he harps back, don't, don't tell me how to eat donuts. And then he, of course, begins to choke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lenny points out uh, to Carl, hey, Homer's choking again. And so Lenny looks around and says, isn't there a first aid chart around here somewhere? Uh, <laughs> so it's Charlie? Is it Charlie that says, somebody scare him? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's where the hiccups. Yep. Um, and then it is uh, noted by Lenny. He's standing right next to the cork board. There's yep. a big... A big poster that it demonstrates how to do the Heimlich maneuver. Yep. But we get we get a uh, we get a double a, cross. A here. very fun uh, redirect. Uh huh. That uh, they uh, they're like, look at that, and it's the poster that Robert mentioned. And then there's the sign up sheet for softball, and Lenny's like, softball starts this week. Uh huh. And they're all. <laughs> And Homer, <laughs> who is in the middle of the throes of absolutely choke, uh, getting the life choked out of him, yeah. uh, immediately swallows the donut and goes softball and li- signs signs up. Yep, yep. Um, and then they're they're talking about uh, they're or he's like, who's next? And I think it's Charlie that says, "Count me out." And then the other two they don't want to sign up either. Mm-hmm. And Homer asks them why, and he's and Lenny says, "Homer, last year we were two and twenty eight. And he goes, yeah, he, he responds, look, I know it wasn't our best season. And then somebody, somebody says, actually, it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, this year it's going to be different. And so uh, the guys respond, oh, yeah, what makes you so damn sure? And Homer replies, I have I've, a secret weapon. Yeah. Which, so I have seen this episode before. Uh-huh. I did not remember anything about it. Okay. So anyway, I'm just, I'm prefacing that. Or, I'm sorry. I'm sh- I'm just saying that up front, uh, as before we get into things very deeply. Oh. Um. Okay. But when he said, "I have a secret weapon," I was like, "But he doesn't know professional baseball players." Like I knew that it was like, I knew that there were ringers coming in. But uh-huh. I, I like when Homer said he had a secret weapon. I assumed it was that. Oh. But not what he actually has. Uh huh. So anyway. So uh, as it turns out. Uh, the guys are impressed by this claim to have a secret weapon. Uh, and they're saying, oh, he's been holding out on us, huh? Uh, Charlie says, a secret weapon? I wonder what it could be. And so, they, they all start imagining what it is. Uh-huh. And <laughs> Charlie's uh, thought bubble has Homer running to catch the baseball with a gigantic glove. I am tired of all these jokes about my gigantic <laughs> Started glove. Started in 1956. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Lenny's is... Uh, is it? Wait, hold on. No, oh, then they, I think it's Carl's who has they he has spring loaded shoes. Uh huh. He's jumping so he from base to base. Run the bases very quickly. Lenny's is like a flamethrower. Uh, y- yes. Homer is just destroying the opposing Every, team. The, yeah, yeah. So they're all sitting there and they're like, oh, okay. And they're like, then finally they're like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And then they sign up. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we're in the Simpsons garage. Yep. Cut in there, and Homer says, "Come here, boy. I want to show you something." Bart says, "What's that? A homemade bat?" And Homer replies, "It's something very special." As he opens up the case, and he says, "A, a homemade, homemade bat." bat. That's yep. right. He said, and then he tells the story of how the bat came to be. He uh-huh. says, "It all started last year during a terrible thunderstorm when I locked myself out of the house, sheltering myself with a large piece of sheet metal. I ran for cover under the tallest tree I could find." All terrible ideas. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Don't do that. Um, something, t- uh, and then. 
Hold so on. lightning hits the tree yeah. and a limb falls off in front of Homer. Yeah, and it's like glowing because obviously it's like smoldering because it's been hit by lightning. And he says, something told me that this is a very special magical piece of wood that I could make a bat out of. So I put, <laughs> I put my homemade football on hold and set to work making the greatest bat. The world's greatest bat. Uh-huh. Um, the homemade football is uh, very sad looking. Yes, it looks <laughs> it, it looks like someone tried to uh, attempt to tie like a roast and did it poorly. Yeah, it, it's it's like all lumpy. It has no shape. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty terrible. So good on you, Homer, for deciding to put that away for a little bit and then um, no, moving forward uh, in another manner. So at any rate, we are in the middle of a, this montage. It continues on with him creating the bat. Uh-huh. And Homer is, as has well been established, a poor craftsman. Yeah. Uh, at one point, uh, he is sawing on the. Well, he starts by planing the mm-hmm. bare piece of a, the bare piece of wood, the, like, the, just the the branch. Yeah, it doesn't like take the bark off or anything. Just starts planing starts, bat. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and he's sawing on it away. Marge comes in and tells him to come to bed at one point. Uh-huh. And then it is revealed that he is in the bed planing. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> he's still working on it, but so in the bed. Says, and then she's like, "Okay, go back to the garage." Uh huh. So uh, then we get the big reveal. He says, "And here it is," and it does actually look like a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the most refined baseball bat in the world, but it looks it looks decent. You can tell it's a baseball bat, unlike mm-hmm. most of the other things he has built. Yep. Um, and so. Uh, Bart's like, wow, how many home runs are you going to hit with that? And Homer responds, he's like, well, let's see. We play 30 games, 10 bats a game, so 3,000 home runs <laughs> every single time. Homer is not, has very clearly not been doing Duolingo math, uh, wherein it teaches you how to round, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, round out and uh, do basic multiplication. Uh, because first of all, that's 300 home runs, not yeah. 3,000. And second of all... Uh, I wrote this down. Go ahead, do the math. <laughs> she no. didn't believe me. Okay, no, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and uh, at any rate, um, not only that, but he's playing on a team like a like a corporate softball league, and they play thirty games. That's a lot. <laughs> yes, that's a lot. Yeah, I've never I've never partaken in any um, like extracurricular activity at work like that. Uh, mainly because they haven't exist. Although where I work now has a flag football team. Oh boy! And they were recruiting. I don't think I don't know if I've even told you this. I don't they think were, you have. <laughs> they were recruiting earlier this year, and I was like, oh, that that would be fun, but I don't, you know, I don't really want to give up the time. This was before I knew I was pregnant, uh-huh. so obviously that's like kind of out. Yeah. Um, and they said the games are played at 9 or 10 p.m. Oh, yeah. And oh, I you did like, tell me that. Oh, yeah. Nope. Yeah, get the nope. fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> yeah. 9 p.m. to start not. the game? To start the flag football game. Where are they playing? I have n- I mean, there's like a billion fields around. Yeah, but but they, there's no way they're over there going over the bar. That's what they're doing. They're playing flag football. I can they're ho- playing paper I, football I can in the bar. I hope so. Oh but I was like, absolutely not. Like, nail in the coffin. Jeez, I am sweet. done. That is nuts. I know. <laughs> I know, and I, I don't know who they're playing. Like, I don't know if it's like other teams around our town. If uh-huh. it's like away games, like I have no idea. But, anyways, uh, all, all I'm saying is that I go to bed at nine o'clock, and I'm not even yeah. close to like 
thinking about going to play a, a flag football game. If you invite <laughs> me out after seven, it's a 50-50 if I'm going to show up. Yeah, right. Like, like if something's going to start at 7.30, mm, hard maybe. Our stuff. I mean, like everything's going to change for us when little when little Junior shows up in the world. Yeah. We understand that, but let me tell you about how I am not even close, not even <laughs> close to going to see like a nine thirty movie. No, <laughs> like, no. I think I think we really settled into that lifestyle once we got the dogs. Yeah, but I still don't want to do it. I mean, dogs, baby, me by myself. <laughs> it's <laughs> not too late. I got to tell you, like. As soon as they started talking about softball on here, I like immediately go back into my PTSD of being a softball oh, umpire yeah. from when I was in like ninth grade. Yeah. And like as soon like nothing is worse. Like T ball is T ball T <laughs> ball is bad because like the parents are so fervent, but like being an umpire for an adult men's softball league is the absolute worst. Because Oh, you were doing adult? Softball? I was doing children's and adults. Oh, okay. It was all part of the same like rec center. Gotcha. And I will never forget walking out onto the field to meet with the two, I guess, coaches um, before one of the games. And this old dude looks at me and he goes, he goes, you look pretty young. You sure you know this game? And I could not help myself. I shot right back. I said, you look pretty old. Are you sure you remember it? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'm sure you, you meet a friend that day. Uh, let me just say, like, don't walk out there and talk shit immediately to the person who's going to be making all the decisions yeah. in the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, yeah, like, work working with, like, working. And, and, and let me, I should say very plainly, I was not a good umpire. <laughs> I, I second-guess myself way too much to be a good umpire. But, like. Uh, were you, you were behind home? In that game, yes, I was okay. behind home plate. But you could you could, you umpire. could be anywhere. Yes. Yeah, so okay. in those systems, you had two umpires per game. Gotcha. One was at the plate, and the other one would move around I in see. the bases. Okay. And uh, like I was like I, I was making an honest effort like the whole time, of course. But I was a ninth grade kid, yeah. And like these people were constantly that's an intimidating like, atmosphere for a ninth grader. Yeah, and like these people were like constantly like yelling at you mm. and like. Uh, as as father once pointed out to me, you can only make on the best of days half the people happy, yeah. and and that's true. Mm -hmm. It's re it, it, being an umpire sucks. Right. <laughs> I would I would not do it again. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least you weren't a hockey ref. Those they get the real shit into the that's stick. That's true. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. So anyway. Uh, Edit, uh, so Homer uh, miscalculates how many home runs he's going to hit yeah. this season. Um, thank you for pointing that out because I definitely uh, did not. Uh, um, I, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> 300. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it's starting to get dark in here already. Alexa, <laughs> it's getting dark. Okay. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Then we cut out to the field. Yes. So we are at the ball at the ballpark, and uh, the power plant are playing the uh, Springfield Police. Mm -hmm. So uh, Homer and Chief Wiggum walk up to the home plate. Uh, it's Snake. It looks like is the, is it Snake? Uh, oh no, it's no, not Snake. It's I'm not sorry. Snake, but I was looking at the thumbnail. Yeah, it look he kind of looks like Snake, but I think that's his mask over his head that uh -huh. makes his hair look like poofy. Um, but yeah, so they're going over the rules. 
and apparently this is a drinking softball league. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, um, the umpire is telling him, you know, let's go over the rules. You can't leave first until you chug a beer. Mm-hmm. Any man scoring has to chug a beer. Uh-huh. You have to chug a beer at the top of all odd number endings. Uh-huh. And the, um, the fourth inning is the beer inning. <laughs> to which, uh, Chief Wigan replies, hey, we know how to play softball. Yeah. So. Have you ever been in a beer league? No. No. I joined a kickball league. Uh, many years ago, like over, like, I think it would be over 10 years ago now, with the intention of like actually playing kickball, mm-hmm. it turned out that it, it was, was a beer, beer league, league and yeah. it was a huge mistake. Yeah. And I, I'm, I have beer literally with me here right now, but like, I didn't go, I, you were I did too not go there. Yes, I did not go yeah. there to, uh, to spin around the bat and to chug beer. I came there to kick balls and butts. <laughs> and, yeah. and like, I, I played, I think, two games with them, and I was just like, sorry, y'all. This is not for me. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Um, there's there's an adult rec league in town. I don't know if it's a beer league or not, but uh-huh. they've, they've kind of gained popularity over the past few years. Yeah. It was like, it's, it was a national thing. Like, it's like war, like W-A-A-R league oh. or something yeah. like that. Uh, but I, I learned later on that that's like a, a national adult. Oh, okay. Well, kickball. No, I have not. I have not joined any um, adult sports leagues. I did play softball for a few years, uh-huh. uh huh, and uh, that's about it. I played <laughs> little league baseball mm-hmm. for many years, mm-hmm. uh, and I was terrible. <laughs> I was really, really bad. You still got to find one of those cards to give to Steve Jackson's kid. <laughs> it's a card of me. Yeah. <laughs> um no, I played I was basically stuck out in right field every year uh until I eventually came to the self-realization that I was awful at baseball. Yeah. And that did actually did not come until I was in about ninth grade okay. because And then I, you decided to become an umpire. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I well, in fairness to me, I did not decide to become an umpire. I was more or less like approached and said, "Hey, you should do this." Mm. Uh, by who was actually my scoutmaster because mm-hmm. um, he was like the head of the mm-hmm. little team of umpires, I guess. Anyway, uh, I, I really, I, I, I did not realize like come to that self realization until I was in high school and I went out to play baseball on what was not even the JV team. It was the ninth grade team. And I got cut from the ninth grade team. Aww. And this should this would really mean a lot, a lot more to you, listener, to know that I graduated in a class of like 30. <laughs> so it's not like they had an overabundance of people. Right. <laughs> I Aww. was just really, really bad at baseball. And I was a bad hitter. I was a bad catcher. I was I – was, Really pretty good at twirling my gum. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's really more bubbles. what I did. Out Sunflower there. seeds. As a matter of fact, um, later on here in the episode, you know, Homer has been a right field uh, uh-huh. little flower out there, uh-huh. and Daryl Strawberry is going to take his spot uh-huh. out there. Do you remember? Do you remember the old commercial where the kid was playing right field? Do you remember the song? I play right. Field. It's no. important you know. You gotta know how to catch. You gotta know how to throw. That's why I play in right field, the place where the dandelions grow. Nope. So like the like the whole what was action, that a commercial for? I'm not, I don't remember, but I remember the action of the commercial was that he wasn't very good. He gets put out in right field and someone hits a ball and he catches the ball out in right field and then the song starts. 
well, <laughs> this is what I was doing in right field. Well, I remember being out in right field, making up different lyrics to that song. <laughs> and so my version went, I play right field. It really sucks. You know, you don't know how to catch. You don't know how to throw. That's why I play in right field. The place where the ball don't go. <laughs> nice. All right, let's get back on the rails here. Love, oh, I'm quit, sorry. You quit got reliving your. <laughs> you've got some place to be. <laughs> I would really like to finish this before it gets dark. <laughs> no candy. <laughs> it's already dark. Anyway, uh, so the game starts. Uh huh. The police radio starts going off, talking about a uh, armored car being robbed on Fifth. Uh huh. And Chief Wiggum, who is at bat, yells at the people in the dugout to turn the radio off. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, everybody's safe in Springfield. Um, <clears throat> then we cut to Marge and the kids. In this stand, Marge is taking video. And it's very clear that Marge doesn't really know what's going on. She's just... Uh, she says, uh, uh, and the man... Uh, n- and the next man wants to... H- he wants to hit the ball. The next man wants to hit the ball, too. And he does. And he goes off in that direction. And he, what she's referring to is him hitting the ball and running to first base. Yeah, and then she goes, and everyone is happy. Uh, and then... Marge, or not Marge, um, Bart says, hey, mom, why don't you let me call the game? And she goes, no, that's all right. I can do it. Um, <laughs> I do like their little hats. I don't know if you noticed. the they uh, All the kids are wearing red baseball caps with little tiny um, Joe Fission. Uh-huh, smiling Joe Fission, yeah. They're, they're isotopes hats. They're, yeah. Okay. They're not... Um, J- Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> no, that's not Jimmy Neutron. Uh, it's like I can guess myself every time. There's this really good g- uh, gag in here where the uh, police team scores, the police department scores, uh-huh. and all the players pull out their guns and start firing them wildly yes. into the air. Yeah, so then um, finally Homer uh, comes up to bat. Uh-huh. The bases are loaded. This is the first time he's batted with the Wonder Bat, which is what he calls the bat he made. Right. And... Um, they he bring this is when he brings it out. He, they are like, yeah, where's that secret weapon? Mm-hmm. And he's like, check it out, boys, my magic bat. And they're all kind of disappointed. They're like, yeah, that's it. I got a magic bat too, and I got an enchanted jock strap. That was Carl yep. who said that. Yep. They all start laughing, and he's like, oh yeah, just watch. So he, uh, he steps up to the plate. Steps to the plate, and he knocks it out of the park. He does, and knocks it into. The head of a family having a picnic on the other side of the fence. Sure enough. So, uh, or the head of the father, I guess. Um, so, yeah, he hits a grand slam. Mm-hmm. And everybody's super happy. Did you see the score of this game? Uh, it was like 42 to 42. The score or something like that. <laughs> of the games, in of all the games, were very high. Uh-huh. Very, very high. So, <laughs> um, or at least, you know, that's what I saw. Anyway, um, so uh, everybody's super happy, uh, and then um, Chief Wiggum's upset and turns yep. to Eddie. Hom- well, Homer runs. Homer runs past them. Yeah, and he's taunting them after he scores at home. Yeah, he's, and he says, "Ha ha, cops can't win." Yeah, and that's when Chief Wiggum turns to Eddie and he goes, "Get his license and registration." Mm-hmm. So a uh, little bit of revenge there on Chief Wiggum's part. So then we cut back to the Simpsons living room, mm-hmm. um, and the ki- uh, Lisa and Bart are like extra excited about what's going on. Yes, he has recounted the story to them. Yeah, and she says, "Wow, Dad!" And uh, Bart says, "Homer or Homer, can I get you a beer?" And, and then Lisa's like, "No, no, I want to get him a beer." And then he's like, "Kids, kids, 
You can each get me a beer, but mm-hmm. first let's watch it again in super slow motion. So I guess Marge did a pretty g- a, a good enough job of getting uh, getting the footage of this. Yeah, so <laughs> we see him bat, uh, you know, swing the bat again. Mm-hmm. Um, you see all his fat fly around as he's... Slow motion video of anyone is never attractive. Mm-hmm. You see all the things jiggle, and there's, there's no difference here. And, um, yeah... So then we cut into a montage of Homer using his bat mm-hmm. in various games. Mm-hmm. And uh, we eventually come to a place where everybody on the team has their own special bat. Yeah. <laughs> and they're pretty funny. Um, uh, I think it's Carl got his bat off of a piano. It's very clearly a, a piano leg. Um, Charlie's sister let him use her wooden leg. Uh-huh. Um. I don't think we don't see Lenny's special bat, do we? I don't think so. No, it's just the two of them. So then this is where Mr. Burns enters the picture. Yep. So we are at the Millionaires Club. Mm-hmm. And Smithers says, Good news, sir. The plant uh, softball team has won again. If we beat Shelbyville next week, we capture the pennant. Uh, it, it was revealed in this moment that mm-hmm. Mr. Burns is sitting there with Ari, what's his name? Yeah, the guy that owns the Shelbyville yeah. power plant. Um, so, uh, Mr. Burns turns to him and he says, did you hear that, Ari? My boys need only to thump your tub and the title is ours. And then, um. Ari replies, mm-hmm. ha, the gladiators from my power plant will crush your team like nine flabby grapes. And then Mr. Burns disagrees and they decide that they're going to bet a million dollars on the game. So Ari says to Mr. Burns, uh, would you care to bet a million dollars on that? But Mr. Burns uh, is in his own mind here, and he says, oh, well, if we're going to bet, why don't we make it interesting? To which Ari replies, that's not interesting to you? Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, you said a million. I'm sorry. My mind was elsewhere. I thought you would start with a small amount, and then we would bait each other, and, well, you know how it goes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he immediately acquiesces, yes. Yeah, they're like, okay, yeah, uh, a million's fine. Mm -hmm. So, uh, um. Then we cut back to Mr. Burns' office, mm-hmm. and they're talk- he and Smithers are talking, and Mr. Burns asks Smithers, he says, is it wrong to cheat in order to win a million-dollar bet? Smithers says, yes, sir. And then <laughs> Mr. Burns is like, well, let me rephrase that. Is it wrong to cheat in order for me to, or is it, sorry, let me get it right. Is it wrong if I cheat in order to win a million-dollar bet? And, of course, Smithers no, sir. is like, no, sir. Who would you like killed? Yeah. So uh, Mr. Burns is like, no, no. He's like, I'm going to bring in a few ringers, uh, professional baseball players. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is very funny. He's like, we'll give them token jobs at the plant and have them play on our softball team. And then he names all of these baseball players. Um, Honus Wagner, uh-huh. Cap Anson, Mordecai, Three Finger Brown. And this is when Smithers, Smithers jumps in here. Mm-hmm. He says... Uh, sir, I'm afraid all those players have retired and um, passed on. Uh, he goes, in, he fact, in fact, your right fielder has been dead for 130 years. Which means that he is making reference to 1860s baseball yeah. uh, in this, which I used to play. Appar- uh, apparently it's true. Whoever he has playing the right field had been dead at this point for 160 years. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> So, yes, Robert used to play on a 19th century baseball team. That's right. We played by 1864 rules, uh-huh. which are a little bit different than modern baseball rules. Uh, like, Were it, you any better at 19th century baseball? 
No. Uh, <laughs> however, I did play first base because there were only nine of us on the team and I had to go somewhere. Yeah. Well, and you didn't have like gloves or anything, right? Correct. So yeah. like by 1864 rules, there are no gloves in the game. Um, the glove, I guess, really had not been developed at all yet. And so uh, there are a couple of other... There are a couple of other changes in the rules. The first, like, the most notable thing is that there's no balls and strikes, except when the umpire thinks that either the pitcher or the batter is wasting time. Mm. And then you start counting balls and oh, strikes. Geez. But it's three balls or three strikes. Okay. Uh, but again, that's after some amount of time has passed right. already. It's all underhanded pitch. And, uh, and and one of the other big rules is that if you catch a fly ball out, off of a single bounce, it's still an out. Oh. So you don't have to catch a fly ball necessarily out of the air in order to get the out. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we played, one of the biggest things we had to make sure we had was insurance because people break their fingers a lot in this game. <laughs> and we played, uh, the person who was playing our uh, second base is actually like a pretty athletic dude. And I was playing first base, and he would whiz that ball at me. And part of the reason I'm a bad baseball player is because I am what they called in my day gun shy. Like, I got hit by a ball in the face as a kid. Mm. (laughs) And so, like, I'm really apprehensive about catching ball, the the baseball. And uh, you're apprehensive about catching balls. Uh huh. Yes. (laughs) I've tried to avoid that. Thank you. Caught you. And, uh, anyways, uh, but he would throw this. This thing, like, 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 absolutely, like, cutting through the air at me, and you just you learn how to catch. So, like, if you have a glove, you just put it out in front of you and you yeah. catch the ball. But with these, you kind of have to like draw your arms in in time so that you can sort of catch it all in your core mm-hmm. all at once, and that's how you keep from breaking your fingers. Oh, good to know. But I missed a lot of those balls he threw at me anyway. <laughs> it's not good. But you didn't break your fingers. Correct. I did That's not break good. any fingers uh, in my short no. 1860s baseball career. I just I just fall out of the shower and break my fingers. That's true. We'll tell you that story sometime. That was six years ago, I think. Anyway, um, so uh, after Mr. Burns discovers that all of his players are dead, uh-huh. um, he orders Smithers to go find him some good living players mm-hmm. he says scour the professional ranks the american league the national league and the negro leagues uh-huh. so you know mr burns got some catching up to do yeah the whole yes, yes the whole the whole point of this bit here i think is just that mr burns is old and does not know yeah who is playing which i identify with when like especially when we're talking about things like basketball like a sport that i don't follow mm-hmm. i don't know who's playing basketball these days <laughs> like, I, some teams i'm like oh that's a team I didn't know the New Orleans Pelicans were a thing until, That's like, right. I don't know, three years ago. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so. Um, so, as Smithers heads out, yep. Mr. Burns says, oh, and Smithers, you have 24 hours. Yep. So, then we get a montage of Smithers heading out and talking with a bunch of, di- it's not really a montage, but. Uh, yeah, uh, he's talking to all these different players. Uh-huh. So, first, he goes to, like, it looks like a convention of sorts and approaches Jose Canseco. He's a. Uh, and he's like, uh, Jose Canseco says, I get $50,000 to play one game. And Smithers like, yep, that's right. And he's like, well, it's a pay cut. But hey, it sounds like fun. Uh-huh. So he's in. And then he's like out in the woods. Um, and he <laughs> he gets sh- like grazed by a bullet. And, mm-hmm. and then over the hill comes um, Mike Sosha. And he, 
Mike Sosha says to Smithers, oh, hey, sorry, I thought you were a deer. And um, this is when he, he um, when Smithers approaches him about Yeah, Smithers playing. is trying to play it cool. He says, he says, oh, it happens all the time. Are you Mike Sosha? <clears throat> he goes, that's me. He says, well, how, would you, how do you like working for the Dodgers? He, uh, Mike Sosha responds. He says, well, it's okay, but sometimes I wish I had something a little more blue collar. You know, with big machines and cool dials and stuff, like an oil refinery or a hydroelectric plant. So there's your answer, the Dodgers. Yeah. I don't know if he was playing or managing at this point. Um, I was slightly confused during all this because I was like, it seems, I mean, clearly it's like either, <laughs> it's like the off season, but like he's approaching these people not at baseball games. He's approaching them like in other aspects of their lives. Uh-huh. So I'm like, are they retired at this point? Are they... Oh, no. They're still playing. They're, they're still playing. They're, they're definitely actively playing. It's 1992, which uh-huh. I, like, forgot. Uh, but anyway, and then we cut to Graceland. Yep. And um, who's at Graceland? Oh, Ozzy Smith is at Graceland. Yep. Uh, taking pictures of Elvis's three TVs uh, <laughs> that he apparently would watch all at once. Um, yep. So, so Smith comes up. Are you mm-hmm. Ozzy Smith? Yes. I yep. have a proposition for you. Yep. And, and uh, and then we hit, we go to Don Mattingly, mm-hmm. who is what is he doing? He's at home. Oh, he's oh yeah, that's right. Yep. He answers the door. He's got like uh, a plate in his hand and some dish gloves on, and he invite uh, Don Mattingly invites Smithers in, mm-hmm. and um, then we go to and oh, and then we cut to the the plant again, um, and. This is when Mr. Burns is introducing all the new employees to uh-huh. everybody else at the plant, at like an assembly. Mm-hmm. He also has swung by to see uh, Steve Sachs, who was playing, oh yes playing yes. in the Steve Sachs trio. Yeah. But anyways, we're now we're at the plant. Yeah. So we don't we don't see all of them get recruited, but we see them now. Right. Um. And Mr. Burns is like, I'd like to introduce you to the new members of our Happy Power Plant family, our new security guard Roger Clemens. Our new janitor, Wade Boggs. Um, our lunchroom cashier, Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. That was when I was like, okay, they're all still playing. Um, and then our new, well, uh, we'll make up jobs for these fellas later. So please say hello to Steve Sachs, Don Mattingly, Daryl Strawberry, Ozzy Smith, Mike Sosha, and Jose Canseco. Mm-hmm. So he's gotten nine professional baseball players to play right. for the Springfield softball team. And Homer is impressed. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but then Mr. Burns turns to them and says, by the way, you new fellas, there's a sign-up sheet for the company softball team on the bulletin board over there just in case you wish to play. Yeah. And Homer and Lenny and Carl uh, see through the ruse. Mm-hmm. Lenny stands up and says, but Mr. Burns, with them on the team, you won't need us. To which Hom- uh, Mr. Burns responds, well, duh. Yeah, so... Okay, out of this group of players, just for context, if people don't know, um, so the players in this episode, um, all combined, uh, had a total of 77 All-Star selections, 34 Golden Glove Awards, 7 Cy Young Awards, and 4 Major League MVP Awards. And then they also won a combined total of 12 World Series. Wow. Yeah. So, out of the nine of them... Ozzy Smith, Wade Boggs, and Ken Griffey Jr. are in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, and Ken Griffey Jr. was the last one of the group to retire, and he retired in 2010. Oh, 
Okay. Um, Mike Sosha, as of 2016, manages the Los Angeles An- Angels. Um, and Don Mattingly manages the Miami Marlins. Wow. Managing two stinkers of a team. Yes. <laughs> I don't really follow baseball, but I know that they suck. Well, the Angels have what's his name? The the, oh, the, a- the Asian yeah, dude. Yeah, the, uh, the pitcher who can hit really yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh can you tell that I have not followed baseball in a long no, time? No, yeah. So I am a Braves fan and have been my whole life, but like living up here has more or less forbidden yeah. me from doing like being a Braves fan because they play so many games. It's so hard to like keep track. Uh huh. But anyway, so to co- to go back to one of your questions, at the time of this episode, only Steve Sachs and Don Mattingly had played for the Yankees. Okay. Um, and then four of them would eventually play for the Yankees. So Wade Boggs, Roger Clemens, Jose Canseco, and Daryl Strawberry. Uh huh. Um, and that's all I got because okay. that's what the wiki has. But anyway, just to like prove that like these are very very good baseball players. Yes. In case you weren't around in 1992 to. Live the magic. <laughs> you know, you want to hear something? What? Who do you think my favorite baseball player was when this episode aired? Uh, you're, you're not Chipper guess. Jones. No, no, Chipper Jones will not come into the scene. I think until '93. Oh, okay. And they'll win the uh, the Braves will win the World Series in '95. My favorite player at this point was probably Otis Nixon. I have, have you ever no heard that idea name before? Who that is. <laughs> He was an outfielder. He was super fast. And uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, he later on would have a little besmirching on his career because he did cocaine. <laughs> kind of like Daryl Strawberry, right? Yes. Yeah. I think it was very much the same sort of situation. Yeah, see, I remember Daryl Strawberry when he played because his last name was Strawberry. Uh-huh. Like, that's my context for this. Mm-hmm. So He was super fast, too, wasn't he, Daryl Strawberry? I think he was a very good player. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't, I don't know if he was super fast or not, but, uh, <laughs> I just remember being Daryl Strawberry and then like him getting into trouble for stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Whoops. It was, Hey, the nineties were a time for bad boy. Uh, yeah. Bad boy, like sports, uh, uh fucking, uh, athletes. There we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Sports people. Yeah. Cause yeah. like, you know, not long after this, we're going to be, uh, getting into like the Rodman era. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Nancy, even Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were in yeah. 90, that was in 94. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, like, Is that a Lilla Hammer? Lily Hammer, yeah. Lilla, I like the lollipop now, Lilla Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my family joke, or family guy joke on the Simpsons podcast. Oh, mm, okay. Uh, Man, I am firing on all cylinders over here. We're doing great. So, anyways, uh, the the ringers go over to sign up for the softball, and Homer's standing there, and Daryl Strawberry walks up to sign up. And he says, you're Daryl Strawberry. Yes. You play right field. Yes. I play right field, too. So, and he says, so? Are you better than me? Well, well I've, I've never n- met you, but yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, come on, Homer. <laughs> Have a little, at least a little bit of self-awareness. <laughs> so then we are in the Simpsons uh, dining room, and Homer says, it's not fair. Me and the guys worked so hard to get to the championship game, and now we're going to be sitting on the bench. And Marge says, you hit so many home runs this year. Uh, what makes you think this Daryl Strawberry character is better than you? Uh, further, further proving that Marge really doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, he this t- falls into the category I think of what people say every time the Olympics roll around that there should be like one average person <laughs> to compete alongside all the Olympic I agree. athletes. I agree. Just I, so we all get like, an idea, it would make the athletic feats like even more like 
like impressive, I guess. Well, we experienced this yesterday because oh, yeah. Caitlin and I decided to watch some English Premier League soccer because mm-hmm. we more or less have decided that we don't want to have to wait four years to enjoy soccer again because I enjoyed the World Cup. I think you did too. Yeah, <laughs> I've then, always enjoyed the World Cup. And so we decided we would watch some English Premier League. Uh, we decided, by the way, that we're going to be Tottenham Hotspur fans. Go Tots. <laughs> go Tots. <laughs> we're not going to call them the Spurs. We're calling them the Tots. Yeah, go Tots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because they have the coolest logo, and it's, and I think the funniest name. It's a good and name. Anyway, uh, we I was we were watching it, and I was like, man, this is not World Cup soccer, yeah. is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but it, it's also like. So, like, you know, you'll watch professional hockey on TV, yep. and then you'll go to the local ECHL team, and yep. it's like, oh, oh yes. boy, these, this like, is very different. You really, like, you really cannot appreciate how good the skating is. And I say this as someone who has, uh, has not as an adult at least, ever stepped foot on ice in skates. Mm-hmm. Uh but you really come to appreciate how good the skating is in the NHL. And how good? You... I mean, the past thing, like everything. Yeah. Let's be real. Like, and, and that's to be expected. They're not. They're professional hockey players, but they're not professional hockey players. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I was thinking also too of the Savannah Bananas game that we watched, <laughs> which <Yeah>. was <laughs> absolutely painful. It was terrible. It like, was not. Yeah. Like I get it. They have their shtick, and that's you know that's what you, that's what the draw is for them. Yeah. Not. It's not good baseball playing, but ooh, that was rough. <laughs> it's true. Like it's it, good they have time limits because I'm not sure that they would ever you know <laughs> get enough hits or outs or whatever to to be a a, a actual team. It's kind of a. Kind of, kind of like the one and only actual 1860s baseball game that I ever played, <laughs> where we lost 22 to nothing. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, uh. one thing I will say about 1860s baseball is that uh, stealing is a much more prevalent part of the game oh, okay. because it's so much harder to accurately throw and catch yeah. the ball. So people steal a lot more in the games, which is why they ran up the score so easily on us. Gotcha. We had never played; our team had never actually played a game, and this team which was the Elkton, Elkton out of Elkton, Maryland, uh-huh. the Elkton Baseball Club, they were really well established in this, and they absolutely beat our asses. Well, <laughs> I mean. Like, we were playing, I was playing in jeans and, like, a pseudo-period, te- like, linen shirt, uh-huh. but, like, they had full-on uniforms, oh, wow. hats, and everything. So. Dang. Well, at least you tried. We sure did, and we <laughs> failed miserably. The lesson is... Never try. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, yeah. Uh, she says, what makes him, you think this Daryl Strawberry character is better than you? Ah, forget it. He's bigger than me, faster than me, stronger than me, and he already has more fl- friends around the plant than I do. Bart uh, says, you make me sick, Homer. Yeah, he says, you're the one who told me I could do anything if I just put my mind to it. Um, Homer and, responds, yeah. well, now that you're a little bit older, I can tell you that is a crock. <laughs> no matter how good you are at something, there's always about a million people better than you. That's true. That's wise advice, Homer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> then Bart takes that and he's like, okay, gotcha. Can't win. Don't try. That's right. <laughs> Great. Good, good parenting. So anyway, um, we then cut to the baseball field mm-hmm. and... Mr. Burns says, as your new manager, I want to say this up front. No one is assured a spot in the starting lineup. I don't care if your name is Steve Sachs or Daryl Strawberry or turning to Smithers. Smithers, what's one of the bad players' names? 
Homer Simpson, sir. Or Homer Simpson. <laughs> Smithers, were you paying attention to the games? Because wasn't it Homer who helped you guys get to this point? Uh, I think there, you, there's two answers to that. One is I sincerely doubt Smithers was actually paying attention Fair. to the games. And two, uh, Homer, I'm sorry to say, has been eclipsed. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. The, fair. Okay. Th- that makes sense. Um, so then <laughs> then Mr. Burns repeat, or gives him the second rule. He says, instead of beer, from now on, you'll be drinking this. And he holds up a bottle, and it's brain and nerve tonic, uh-huh. rich in proteins and electromagnetic juices. Mm. It promotes robust health. Uh-huh. And, of course, it has been known to cause gi- uh <laughs> I struggle with this word. Gigantism uh-huh. makes you a giant, but only in rare cases. Now, I have something related to this. Oh. <laughs> Are you going to talk about my big wiener? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Oh. It's not about gigantism. It's oh. about uh, brain and nerve tonic. Oh, okay. <laughs> my grandparents, probably around this time in the 90s, used to drink this stuff called jog it in a jug. <laughs> Have you ever heard of it? What? Yeah. No, I have not. It was like, it was promoted as being like this tonic that would help you uh-huh. like with energy and um, uh, that kind of stuff. And yeah. So th- what I remember is that they, they would buy it at the store, but there's a recipe online for it. But Jogginage Jug is a juice-based dietary supplement created by former Alabama dairy farmer Jack McWilliams as a way for he and his wife to stay healthy. I remember drinking it, um, trying it, and uh-huh. it tasted like apple cider vinegar. Really? Yeah. Which, I mean, these days, like, apparently that's pretty good for you, especially if it's, like, the unfiltered uh-huh. apple cider vinegar. But, but uh, oh, gosh, there's a whole... There's a whole article about it on Livestrong.com. But anyway, um, yeah, it, <laughs> they used to drink that stuff, and it was pretty foul. And I don't know if they like actually felt an effect from it, but yeah, uh, yeah. And I just remember it. I remember the labels, like this little lady running. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, I man, I have seen so many people over the years like go for it, whatever whatever supplement flavor of the week it is that's getting popular. Yeah. And so many people, like, as we got older, you'd watch so many people start selling this stuff, like, in pyramid schemes and uh, and all and all of that business. And Oh, there it is. It was, I'm sorry, it was a man and a lady running. Oh. But there's, like... <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's called Jogging in a Jug. And, yeah, they used to buy it and drink it and... Um, it, it was, uh, it was not good. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> so anyways, there, uh, oh, on this label, it says there is no scientific evidence that jogging in a jug provides any health benefits. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, at least put your disclaimer out there for so everyone to see. He then hands the brain, the nerve tonic tonic to a Ken Griffey Jr. Who drinks it and says, wow, there's like, there's a party in my mouth and everyone's invited. Mm-hmm. So he starts chugging on this stuff. Yep. And it's time to begin the training. He calls uh, Smithers and tells him to bring out the medicine balls. I should say that a jogging in a jug did not cause gigantism in any of my family members. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. Yep. So, okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Smithers brings out the medicine balls. They all start groaning. Mm-hmm. 
then we cut to like a little scene of everybody in the gym and it looks like a like 19th century. Yep, got the old like fat jiggler thing. Yeah, and like a rowing machine. Somebody's uh-huh. doing pull ups. There's a speed bag and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, um, you know they're 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 working out, and then we cut to Smithers and um, Mr. Burns at the baseball field. Mm-hmm. Smithers asks him, "What are you going to do with a million dollars?" We get a pretty good uh, side gag here of Homer attempting to show. I think Ozzy Smith it is uh, how to bunt, and oh yeah, the pitch comes and knocks Mr. Burns and the bat totally backwards. <laughs> yeah, that that is pretty funny. And then, um, Mr. Burns tells Smithers that he doesn't know what he's going to do with the million dollars. He's going to throw it in the pile, I mm-hmm. suppose. So, uh, then we come to the time w- where uh, it is. Uh, no, we're. Oh wait, we're going to get. We're going. Uh, Sorry. Part of the training apparently is hypnosis. Hi- hypnotism. So the uh, the. Professor of Hypnosis uh, is swinging the watch back mm-hmm. and forth. You're all very good players. We're all very good players. You will beat Shelbyville. We will beat Shelbyville. You will give 110%. And then they all respond, that's impossible. No one can give more than 100%. By definition, that's the most anyone <laughs> can give. Yeah, so apparently all the players, like as because they were active in the league, they recorded all their lines separately. Oh, really? At, like when they were either playing like the Dodgers or the Angels, like oh, when they okay. were local to LA, uh-huh. and uh, according to the wiki, this scene was very hard to sync up with the audio to try to get them all to talk in unison. Uh huh. Um, wow. I just thought that was interesting. I, you know, it, I, as I understand it, that's how they do these anyway. Like everyone records their lines individually, not like you would expect it being like a table read or something like that. If you're not, well, so. That's I think that's true now because of COVID. Right. Um, but I, I feel I think I've seen like interviews with either Nancy Cartwright or Yardley Smith or somebody mm-hmm. saying that they used to do it like a radio show. That's the way that you would think it would be done. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, it's it's weird to me that it, it, it is strange. But I think like any other animated show, yeah, of course. Like they're they're doing their own thing and then submitting it. Well, it just seems stra- very strange to me and and it, it makes me wonder like how you can Really, like, and I say this as, as as a Meisner actor, meaning like I have been trained to react mm. to what's happening around me, mm-hmm. and it just seems very strange—a strange world to me—to create that world and have it work. Yeah, the other person not being there. I wonder, like, I wonder if, and this may be out there in the ether somewhere. Um, I wonder, like, if they are recording on their own, if they have the other people's recordings to like play off of. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, but like, then who's first? <laughs> you know? It, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I oh, don't... I see what you did there. Yeah. Who's on first? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but I mean, like, Harry Shearer can just sit in a room by himself and talk to himself because, right? You know, um, <laughs> he does so many characters. Yeah. And Dan Kesselula too, and Hank Azaria, <laughs> but. Anyway, I just thought it was very interesting. So we are now cutting over to uh, we're, we're we're at the field, um, and Homer. Uh, there's a ball hit. He's out in right field, and Homer calls it. I got it. I got it. And then Daryl Strawberry walks into frame, <laughs> and then practically he jumps, he but levitates. he more or less yeah floats up yeah. out of the frame, catches the ball, and comes back down. And says, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then Homer's like, I called for that. And then Mr. Burns is like, nah. He's like, put a lid on it, Simpson. There's no I in team. So uh, 
Uh, Daryl Strawberry is really sucking up to Mr. Burns here, yeah. and he will continue he to is do so. Super tall. Uh huh. Super tall. He's but a, some uh, of these guys have a bad attitude. Skip talking to Mr. Burns, and uh, Mr. Burns replies, "They sure do, Strawberry." Mm hmm. So then we Daryl uh, Strawberry six six. By the way. Oh, okay. Uh, I just looked it up. So then we cut to the interior of the plant. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sosha is uh, working in the plant, mm-hmm. so he's maintaining his good his good natured uh, uh, proclamation at the beginning of the episode that he would like to do something more blue collar. Yeah. So he's carrying some nuclear waste in a wheelbarrow. Yeah. He and Carl are walking down like the hallway. Uh huh. And Carl says to him, he goes, "Hey, Sosha, I don't get it. You're a ringer, but you're here every night in the core bus uh, in the core busting your butt hauling radioactive waste." And he says, Carl, it's such a relief from the pressures of playing big league ball. I mean, there you make any kind of mistake and boom, the press is all over you. And then he spills his his <laughs> wheelbarrow hits, of nuclear waste. He hits a waste. bump yes. and <laughs> spills his wheelbarrow of nuclear waste. He, he goes, uh-oh. Carl um, says, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, oh, man, this is ever sweet. So uh, he's... He's having the time of his life. Yes, he's really enjoying himself yeah. going to play nuclear power plant worker. Yes. Then we uh, have a very brief scene where mm-hmm. uh, Bart and Ralph are picking mm-hmm. teams, presumably to play baseball. Yep. And uh, walks past Ken Griffey Jr. So Ralph picks Ken Griffey mm-hmm. Jr. And then Bart goes, ah, oh, man, okay, well, I guess I'll take Millhouse. Yep. And then here comes Wade Boggs. Yes. And, so and Ralph, Ralph picks, picks him. Wade, Wade Boggs. Uh huh. Um, and then <laughs> Bart's like, damn it. He's like, okay, uh, I'll take Lewis. Yep. And then here comes Jose Canseco. Uh-huh. Poor Bart's just having a rough time. <laughs> He's not going to win this game. Yeah. Um. Then we start in on this weird situation between Don Mattingly and Mr. Burns. Yes. <laughs> uh, I love which, this bit. <laughs> which comes up a lot. Yes, it a does. A lot. Uh, but I guess part of it has to do with like what was actually going on with Don Mattingly. I guess like he eventually joined the Yankees. I don't know if he was playing for the Yankees now, but like the Yankees had very strict, uh, like dress code appearance stuff. Oh really? And so eventually he had to cut his hair because of being on the Yankees. Oh, I did not know that. In this instant, Mr. Burns is yelling at him about his sideburns. Yes. (laughs) But he doesn't have sideburns. (laughs) No, he doesn't. And, and He's like, Mattingly, get rid of those sideburns. And then, yeah, Don Mattingly was like, uh, what sideburns? He's like, you heard me, hippie. So uh, there we go. So um, that's the establishment of the of the joke. Of the sideburn we're gonna see, bit. Yeah, we're going to see some more of that as we move through. Yeah. So then. Um, Homer is walking up to the plate, talking to himself. These guys aren't so tough. I've got Wonder Bat. He puts the bat up into mm-hmm. ready position to swing it. Here comes the pitch, and the bat breaks. Yes, Ro- Roger Clemens breaks his bat right with the first pitch. Yep. So this is uh, presumably at the end of practice. Mm-hmm. Mr. Burns calls everybody together. He says, take a knee, boys. Tomorrow is the biggest day of your lives, the Shelbyville game. So lights out at 730 and abstain from coffee, tea, and cola drinks. Make no mistake, they pack a wallop. Um, they sure do, Skip, says yeah. Daryl Strawberry. Yeah. So... Uh, and then he's like, now before I post your starting lineup, I want to assure those of you who, whose names are not on the list that I'm very disappointed in you. Something was lacking. Let's call it heart. No hustle either, Skip. And uh, Yeah, he's like, <laughs> that's, that's right, right Daryl. <laughs> so anyway, so they're they're all lining up to see if their names are on the list. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everybody's like, oh, no, or yay, whatever. 
And uh, <laughs> Homer asked Robert, uh, Roger Clemens, he goes, Clemens, did I make the team? And he's like, yeah, you sure did. And Homer's I excited. I yeah. In your face, Strawberry. And then Roger Clemens goes, aren't you Ken Griffey Jr.? <laughs> Homer's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> so he's like, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to get your hopes up. So that was very funny. Um, then It is kind of strange here that even though – Homer didn't make the team, and none of the other guys from the plant made the team. That they all are still they expected also show to up. show up, yeah, in yeah. uniform. But anyways, yeah. they will. Yeah. Um, so uh, we cut to Mr. Burns' yeah. office, and he is tempting fate. He says to Smithers, "He goes, Smithers. There's no way I can lose this bet, unless, of course, my nine all stars fall victim to nine separate misfortunes and are unable to play tomorrow. But that would never happen. Three misfortunes, that's possible. Seven misfortunes, there's an outside chance. But nine misfortunes, I'd like to see that." <laughs> he manifested some shit. <laughs> yes, he did. So, so then we cut to Steve Sachs is riding in his car. Yep, he's riding in his car. He's like, "Oh, what a nice little town. Maybe uh-huh. I'll buy a house here when I retire." And then here come the sirens. Yep. And Eddie and Lou have pulled him over. He said, "What seems to be the problem, officers?" And they say, "That's enough out of you, smart guy. Reach here, for your license." Here we go. Here's here's Eddie and Lou being jerks. Yeah. I <laughs> Yeah. So, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Is this sabotage? I suppose it could be. I mean, because the spring the power plant beat the uh, yeah. the police team. Yeah, but I'm I'm thinking like sabotage, like in general for all of these that we're about to go through. This one is in particular. Yes, this could be. Sabotage. Oh, are you suggesting that Ari has maybe paid people off? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because like. Lou and Eddie are well, being jerks. I, w- I, I, I would be more inclined to think that, but not everything that happens is the result of some mysterious outside force. Like, a lot of what happens is the result of the choice of the player. So, Ken Griffey Jr. is okay. sucking down the tonic. Okay. Ozzy Smith is going to fall in the hole. Yeah, but, like, who set up that thing where Ozzy Smith falls down? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, did somebody poison the tonic? Oh. Did um they set that house on fire? So uh-huh. just just some you know food for thought. I for got you. that conspiracy rolling hard. What's the wiki gotta say about it? <laughs> uh I don't think they had anything <laughs> to say about it. So but anyways, anyway, uh they, they tell him to reach for the license, and when he does, uh Lou cocks the gun and points it at him. Uh-huh. Slowly, he says. Uh well, well, Steve Sachs from New York City. Uh, that's Eddie. Lou responds, I hear some guy got killed in New York City, and they never solved the case, but you wouldn't know anything about that now, would you, Steve? Uh, Steve Sachs responds, but there's hundreds of unsolved murders in New York City. To which he replies, Lou replies, you just don't know when to keep your mouth shut, do you, sexy boy? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, okay, I forgot about this one. Um, then we cut to the hospital, Uh huh. and Mike Sosha is in the bed. Yep. Um, Dr. Hibbert's there with a nurse. He's, he's, he's doing the radiation ticking. The Geiger counter. Yeah. 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 Um, and he very clearly has radiation sickness. Um, Dr. Hibbert asked him to lift his arm. He can't lift it. He can't speak at a normal rate. Can't lift arm (laughs) or speak at normal rate. Right. And then uh, Dr. Hibbert's like, well, I'm afraid you have a case of acute radiation poisoning, Mr. Sosha. Will I be able to play softball 
tomorrow. No, and then Miss, and then Doctor Hibbert's like, no, by tomorrow you'll barely be able to breathe, <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so uh, there you have another man out yep. of the game. And then um, the nurse comes over and says, "Doctor Hibbert, Ken Griffey Jr. needs you to see, needs to see you immediately. We think it's an overdose of nerve time." And here comes Ken Griffey Jr. in his wheelchair. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just his head's huge, like everything's swollen. Uh-huh. Which I get you, Ken, because right now my hands and my feet are very swollen. <laughs> <laughs> I got new shoes for Christmas and I couldn't even get them on my feet. It's but- very sad because <laughs> my feet are so swollen. So we then uh, cut to a scene of a burning home. Mm -hmm. Jose Canseco is walking by and a lady is shouting, my baby, my baby. And being the hero that he is, Mm -hmm. he runs inside, grabs the baby, pulls the baby out. And then we hear on the inside, (laughs) my cat. (laughs) So he goes in, he saves the cat. And then a piano starts playing. And then she goes, oh, my player piano. So then he goes (laughs) in and he gets the piano. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Very funny. Apparently, whatever they had originally planned for Jose Canseco was not, he didn't like it. So he oh, wanted really? something more heroic. Oh, okay. So this is what they devised for him. <laughs> um, oh. Okay. Uh, so anyway, so then we cut back to the Simpsons house. Homer and Marge are in bed. Yep. And he's like, oh, the one thing I'm good at, I can't do anymore. And then Marge reassures him. She says, you're good at a lot of things. Like what? Like snuggling. Yeah, but none of my friends can watch me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, Homer's feeling a little bit down in the dumps about uh-huh. that. Uh, then we cut to Moe's. Yes, and Wade Boggs is hanging out in Moe's, mm-hmm. and he and Barney begin to argue. Barney says, and I say England's greatest prime minister was Lord Palmerston. And then Wade Boggs is like, pit the elder. Lord Palmerston. Pit the elder. Okay, you asked for it, Boggs. And then he punches it, him yep, out. yep. Um, and then Mo comes over yep. in agreement with Barney. Yeah, that's showing him Barney. And pit, he goes, pit, pit the, the elder. elder. And then uh, Barney takes this yeah. as the cue for him to uh, defend Lord Palmerston's honor once again. Yep. And punches, punches Mo. Him, punches Mo right in the face. Um, I'm not, I don't, uh, pit the elder. Do you agree with that assessment? I would say pit the elder. Yeah. yeah I'm, Out but of then the again, two of them. I'm, I'm an 18th century yeah. person, so I, <laughs> although I don't, I mean, he's the one that kind of caused the whole situation between the colonies and Great Britain. Well, yeah, but Pitt the Elder was the one who was on the side of the colonies. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. he, uh, Pitt the Elder, stood in opposition to the Stamp Act. Never mind. <laughs> that class was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Uh, Pitt was like uh, one of like the one of the few like members of parliament who would like actively speak in favor of the colonies. Oh, it's Lord North. Oh, you're thinking about, oh, is the bad guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord North was a bad guy. Grenville was a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, just for your edification, listener, <laughs> George Grenville was the prime minister of Great Britain during the Stamp Act, uh, and his faction is the reason the Stamp Act was passed, which started all the troubles you know, in the mm-hmm. 60s after the war against the French and the Indians. And then Lord North became prime minister in the 1770s and was the one who was generally held responsible for all of the uh, the varying acts more famous, such as the Tea Act, the Coercive Acts, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know the prime ministers. Uh, George the Third, what a dick! Uh, <laughs> in, in fairness to uh, in fairness to Barney, though, I should point out that 
uh, at the time that Pitt the Elder was prime minister, they weren't referring to them as prime ministers. They were first ministers. Mm. Prime minister is a 19th century term. Well, there they, you have it. <laughs> there you have it. So technically speaking, of the two, Barney might Barney be the right. only one who is technically correct. Yeah. And that's the best kind of correct, as we all know. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, then we go to the police station. Yep. Uh, Chief Wiggum is congratulating Lou and Eddie. He says, nice work, boys. I think we can close the book on just about every unsolved crime in our fair city. And <laughs> Sack says, don't I at least get to call my lawyer? You watch too many movies, Sack. And then he's they slam the jail, the mm-hmm. door, the cell door. Um, then we cut over to the Springfield Mystery Spot. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what is this? Who set this up? <laughs> uh, it, I mean, I think it's just a. I think it's just the Springfield Mystery Spot. Okay. It's just. It just is. Fine. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Ozzy Smith is like, oh, the Mystery Spot. How long does it take to see this thing? I'm in kind of a hurry. Mm-hmm. And the guy selling tickets says, "Well, it's hard to say, my friend. Once you go in, you may never come out." And then which he like, says, wow, one, one please. please. Yeah. And then um, he goes into, it looks like a tent of some sort. Uh-huh. Uh, he goes in and then you hear him screaming and eventually it just kind of fades. Yeah. So as he a, very clearly a, has fallen into the pit. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so then uh, oh. we cut to the interior of the Homer. It was a perfect opportunity for a Parks and Rec reference, but you, you don't know Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I don't. Okay. Wait, is this about the pit the falling? Pit. In the, the I fell in the pit. You fell in the pit. We all fell in the pit. I actually think that I've seen that episode. You may have. I think so. It's, they're doing some kind of fundraiser. Mouse rat, yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyways, we cut to the interior of the Simpson household. Homer is about to leave. He's in his gear. Mm-hmm. He says, where do you think you're going? The family says, to the game. No, I don't want you to see me sitting around on my worthless butt. To which Bart responds, we've seen it, Dad. Um, Maggie is very funny. She's got one of the foam fingers. She's wearing it as a hat. Oh. Which is very funny. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so. Then we're at the field. Yep. And Burns walks back up to Mattingly and says, Mattingly, for the last time, get rid of those sideburns. He says, look, Mr. Burns, I don't know what you think sideburns are, but he gets cut off. Don't yep. argue with me. Just get rid of them. Yep. So, uh. Then we see Smithers, um, or then we see Smithers and Mr. Burns. Uh-huh. Smithers, it's almost game time. Where the devil are my ringers? And then Smithers starts breaking the news to Mr. Burns. He says, sir, Mike Sosha may not live through the night. Uh-huh. Steve Sachs is looking at six consecutive life sentences. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, and Ozzy Smith seems to have vanished off the face of the earth. Uh, <laughs> and then that's when we see Ozzy Smith falling into whatever he is falling into uh-huh um he sees he has a camera around his neck he sees e equals mc squared he's like oh cool and takes a picture of it as i thought this falling. was a really nice continuation of his uh being impressed at graceland earlier yes a nice callback yeah to that. so like he's susceptible to tourism yes <laughs> <laughs> so uh very very funny and then we cut very quickly back to Mr. Burns. What about Conseco? Mm-hmm. And then we cut over to the burning building. Yep. And Miss uh, Jose Conseco has basically gotten all of the furniture out from the burning building. He's carrying a dryer. Yes. He puts it down, and the lady goes, "Oh, the dryer goes on the right." <laughs> and that's when the camera zooms out, and you see all of the furniture on the yard. And uh-huh. and he's like, "Oh yes, okay, yes, ma'am." Back to Burns. What about Clemens, uh, sir? He's in no condition to play. Turns out that he was hypnotized by the. A hypnotist mm-hmm. and now thinks he is a chicken. Yep. 
Can I say that this is a thing that I thought one would have to face more as an adult? <laughs> hypnotism? Yes. <laughs> hypnotism and making someone think they're a chicken. That I, trope was okay. used a great deal while oh, I was Oh, yeah, little. yeah. For sure. Have you ever like partaken of a hypnotist like in a hypnosis? Yes, I have. And I it have. worked it worked on you, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Yes. I haven't. But you you take things as they come and I, I feel like hypnosis would work on you. Uh, yes, it did. And I I, I, re- I remember being in the moment uh. and being like I don't like thinking to myself, you I don't have to do this. But I will do it, right? Like, like that's really people talk about the power of suggestion, and that's more or less like a better way to put it than like being under the spell of yeah. somebody. Like, it just has to do more like with them getting you into a place where you accept what they say, right? And your willingness to participate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I think any hip, hypnotist will tell you that if you absolutely don't want to do something, you won't do it. Mm-hmm. But. If you are if 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 you're not opposed to doing it naturally, then you can be suggested into doing some mm-hmm. fun things. And I really think it, it's very much along the lines of just doing like interactions, like I do at work, where I walk up to somebody and I'm like, "Hi, I'm this person you're from the forced, past." You're you're not forcing participation, but you're strongly suggesting it. Yeah, you're using yeah. a technique to put to put the person in a situation right. where they will say yes to you. Right. Right. And. Uh, and so, like, that's what it felt like to me. You know, when you're little, you always think, like, you watch the clock, and then all of a sudden, like, you don't remember, mm-hmm. right? And all that kind of stuff. But yeah. that was not how it was. Yeah. Uh, it was it was entertaining and fun. And it was funny because, like, in the moment, all the stuff that was entertaining and fun, I wasn't laughing at, uh-huh. but everyone else was laughing, which is an unusual situation right. for me. Yeah. Uh, but also, at the same time, it never, like, was a situation where I felt like, I was out of control right. and could not like control my, my, my own self. Right. You know? So anyways, there you go. Okay. That's what it was like to be hypnotized. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So P- Roger Clemens is acting like a chicken. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, Burns sees him clucking around that damn hypnotist. Mm-hmm. He walks over to the hypnotist and says, look what you've done. My starting pitcher thinks he's a chicken. I'm going to report this to the American hypnotical association. Uh, and, of course, the hypnotist pulls out the watch and starts uh-huh. waving it back and forth. But I did a good job. Burns says, a good job. Oh, well, I guess it's not your fault. You did a good job. Yeah. Uh, and then we see Don Mattingly again, and mm-hmm. he has since cut his hair. Yes, he has shaved his head Just all the, the way middle. up the side. Yeah. yeah. And, and, <laughs> and then Mr. Burns comes back at him. He's like, I thought I told you to trim those sideburns. Go home. You're off the team for good. And the guy's like, fine. Uh, Mattingly's like, fine. I still like him better than Steinbrenner. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So then we get a pep talk from Mr. Burns to the team. Uh-huh. He says, all right, you ragtag bunch of misfits. You hate me and I hate you even more. But without my beloved ringers, you're all I've got. Um, so I want you to remember some inspiring things that someone else may have told you in the course of your lives and then go out there and win. And they all go, yay! <laughs> yeah, so... And then we see Homer get up, uh-huh. start to go onto the field, and he sa- uh, Burns says, not so fast, Simpson. The man who plays your position is still here. We get a quick cut over to Daryl Strawberry waving at him. <laughs> uh-huh. And he tells him to hit the pines, yep. so he's, he's benched. Uh, then we see Marge and the kids in the stand... And 
uh, Lisa and Bart are yelling at Daryl Strawberry. They're like, you stink. You stink. Uh-huh. Uh, Bart starts doing the old Daryl. Yeah. Um, apparently, this is mimicking some s- actual real-life situation that happened with Daryl Strawberry. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Um, and then... Marge chastises the kids. Yeah. Children, that's not very nice. To which Lisa responds. It's Lisa saying, Mom, mm-hmm. they're professional athletes. They're used to this sort of thing. It rolls right off their backs. And then we <laughs> cut to Daryl Strawberry. There's a tear rolling down <laughs> his cheek. So he's he has some feelings. Then um, we see the peanut vendor in the stand. Mm-hmm. He's throwing peanuts at people. He is not doing a good job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he throws some into the parking lot even. And um, yeah. That's, so that's that. Uh, yes. <laughs> so then we cut over to uh, Mr. Burns, and uh, he is attempting to manage the game, but he's clearly having a little bit of an issue here. Uh, he he says, um, "Monty, it's up to your managerial skills. What to do? What to do?" Uh, he says, "Smithers, massage my brain." Yes, sir. He turns to. Uh, Daryl Strawberry, who's standing at the plate, and he goes, you, Strawberry, hit a home run. (laughs) (laughs) He responds, okay, Skip. And he turns, uh, Burns turns to Smithers and says, I told him to do that, as he, of course, hits the Mm -hmm. home run. And, of course, Smithers is like, brilliant strategy, sir. So then um, we see Homer. He's being filmed. Marge is filming him. He's uh, on the bench, scratching himself. Yep. Marge decides that that's not safe for TV, so she points the camera at her feet and tells the kids... That uh, to ask them, he's like, she's like, oh, fuck. She goes, children, when your father stops scratching himself. Tell me. Tell me. Yeah. And they're they're watching. There's a couple of seconds here. This is a pretty good gag. Yeah. A couple of seconds go by and she goes, kids? And, and Bart says, we'll tell you, mom. Yeah. <laughs> so in short, he's continuing to scratch himself. Yeah. So he's having a great old time over there. Um, then we learn that the game is tied. It's the bottom of the ninth. Uh-huh. There are two outs and the bases are loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sh- Daryl Strawberry is coming to the plate. Um, and Homer is sitting on the bench, and he says, uh, they're going to win the city championship. No thanks to me. And then Mr. Burns, in this weird deus ex machina yeah. way, comes up to Daryl Strawberry, and he says, you, Strawberry, good effort today. Take a lap and hit the showers. And he says, uh, Burns then tells Strawberry, he says, I'm putting in a right-handed batter to hit for you. He says, what? You're pinch hitting for me? And Burns says, yes. See, you're a left-hander, and so is the pitcher. If I send up a right-handed batter, it's called playing the percentages. He said, it's what smart managers do to win ball games. And then Daryl Strawberry's <laughs> like, but I've got nine home runs today. <laughs> <laughs> and you should be proud of yourself. Yep. Sit down. Yep. Simpson, you're batting for Strawberry. <laughs> and so he says, I am? Yay! And so he runs up uh, to the plate. He takes his bat and... Mr. Burns then decides he wants to go over all the signals to Homer. Mm-hmm. He says, all right, Simpson, let's go over the signals. If I tug the bill of my cap like so, it means the signal is fake. However, I can take that off by dusting my hands like this. Uh, but if I want you to bunt, I'll touch my belt buckle. Not once, not twice, but thrice. Uh, and then we cut into Homer's brain, and he's mm-hmm. saying to himself, I says, uh, I don't understand a word he's saying. Why doesn't he just let me bat? I wish I was home with the big bag of potato chips. Mmm, potato chips. Cut back to Burns. Got that, Simpson? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So he walks up to the plate over the loudspeaker. We have now batting for Daryl Strawberry, Homer Simpson. And we get this really nice image here of 
the kids and Marge are cheering, and uh-huh. everyone around Everybody them is, is booing. booing. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yep. So he's uh, Homer. You know, takes his stance. Yep. And the ball um, is thrown, and it hits him right in the head. Yep. And he falls face down into the into the plate. Yep, and then everybody starts cheering, and mm-hmm. Marge is like, oh, dear. And then Lisa explains, no, it counts as a hit. Dad just won the game. Yep. Uh, Marge is like, oh, well, I guess he'll be happy when he comes, too. Mm-hmm. So then everybody's super excited. We won, we won, and they're chanting, Homer, Homer, and As then that's... They, yes, they're, they've hoisted him onto their shoulders, yeah. even though he's passed out. Yeah. And then we cut to the credits and this very iconic song that is attached to this uh, this episode. And it's uh, a parody of the old We're Talking Baseball song. Mr. Burns had done it. The power plant had won it with Roger Clemens clucking all the while. Mike Sosa's tragic illness made us smile. While Wade Boggs lay unconscious on the barroom tile. We're talking softball. From Maine to San Diego, talking softball. Mattingly and Canseco, Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw. Steve Saxon is running with the law. We're talking Homer, Ozzy and the Straw, and oh, go on, so on and so forth. Uh, can I just say, when I was a little kid and I was watching this, I also did not know these other baseball players, oh. so I didn't understand like what Mattingly and Canseco meant. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's the credits roll over that song as there's like black and white footage of. Uh, the baseball game uh-huh. going on. Yeah. And it goes dark, just like it's gotten dark over the past hour. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, that's that's the end of the episode. I'm going to reverse my opinion from last week. Uh-huh. I think we got back-to-back bangers. You think so? I think so. I meant to, over the course of this week, to watch Bart the Lover again. Yeah. And to get a better... Yeah. position here on it but i agree and so I, i'm uh our uh first our first listener our premier listener tim uh chimed in on this over the course of the week mm-hmm. and he says they're bangers okay and I, I i agree with you i think that i think that we're in the place where like i can i can with confidence say that we've got the first back-to-back bangers here yeah yeah i think so um I don't think I liked this episode as much as Bart the Lover, but it's still a really good episode. Oh, really? Yeah. This is so. This is like a different sort of like episode uh, in that it's very like the jokes are very episodic. Yeah. Uh, the I mean I mean The Simpsons is episodic. It's, it's all episodic. But well, I, I I say that, but what I mean by that is that it's a lot of disjointed. stuff. Stuff uh-huh. kind of mushed together with the the through line of the soft like like yeah. the whole Bart and Ralph scene was not necessary. Correct. Like, and then there was some other stuff too that I was like, eh. I did think getting the way they got into the main plot was really clever with the with Homer choking and then uh-huh. looking at the bulletin board and they're being like, oh look, there's softball. Like, right. Uh, I thought that was really clever. There, there, there was just some stuff like that we didn't really need. Um, but that's not to say that it really detracts from the episode. It was just unnecessary. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's kind of why I, I did not like this as much as Bart the Lover. I, um, I think that this is a very funny episode. Uh-huh. Uh, I enjoy that there are so many cameos in this, mm-hmm. uh, and. 
I think that we get a broad swath of Springfield. Oh, here. another thing is like the beer, the whole beer situation that was just dropped after the game with the cops. Oh, 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 oh. you mean the beer yeah. league rules? Yeah. 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 That's true. So, I mean, like those are very nitpicky things, uh-huh. but they were enough to bother me. <laughs> okay. okay. That's good. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think we've got our, our, our first two, like, like genuine, like agreed upon. Now, if we were going to rank the back-to-back bangers, uh-huh. this wouldn't be very high uh-huh. of the ones I'm thinking Are we of. really, tr- are we, so we're going to like start ESPNing this, like <laughs> best, best bangers preseason four authored by, <laughs> authored by Mike Reese. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, the, the two I'm thinking of are like Barbers, or Homer's Barbershop Quartet and uh-huh. Cape Fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is back-to-back bangers. Yeah. Bart on the Road and 22 Shorts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are... I those actually kind of think about this episode in comparison to 22 Shorts and how I okay. think that... I, I think that, like, you know, 22 Shorts is not a cutaway necessarily except in transition between the stories. Yeah. And it's almost like in... I don't know, man. How, how am I going to phrase this? Uh, in 22 shorts, each of the individual shorts are happening in sequence with time as it naturally passes. Yeah. Right. But here, the cutaways are not necessarily happening all in that sequence. Right. They sort of like are clumped together and they all maybe all happened at the same time as right. opposed to like, you know, this. Like, uh, what's his name in the hospital while Jose Canseco's saving that lady's baby? Correct. As opposed to them having to be in that order right right right. so anyways that that doesn't really affect yeah i guess i guess guess maybe what just bothered me about this was the structure of the episode more than like the episode itself Uh but that's not enough to be like no to discount it yeah so super all right well hey we made it through and it's still kind of light out (laughs) it's a little bit light so it just hit 5 p.m uh, so like the sun is beneath the tree horizon. Yeah, but we don't need to close our shades yet. Yeah, not yet, not yet. So, but anyways, so hey, uh, thank you for joining us and sticking with us all the way through. Uh, all the way through, we hope that you had a nice Christmas, and we're looking forward to the new year coming up. As it turns out, I think I made a mistake last week in saying that. This week, we would have our 100th episode. And looking at it again, it looks like our f- actual 100th episode is going to be separate vocations, which will be next, next week's week. ep- main main season episode. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this to. And hey, while you're there, leave us a rating, the highest rating on that platform. That really helps us out a great deal. You can also join us on our social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Escalator to Nowhere Pod, and we are on Twitter at Esk to Nowhere Pod. We'd love for you also to join the Escalator to Nowhere Facebook group. It's a good place for you to be able to go and drop new, you know, if you see a great meme or if you want to add to the conversation, come on over and join us. Uh, we also want to say, hey, thanks, everybody. We finally hit over 5,000 downloads. Hooray. Hooray. That's very exciting. Um, and we're looking forward to the next 5,000. Five, five million. <laughs> five billion. Let's see here. Uh, Ten podcast episodes. How many downloads, downloads do you- each. That's 5,000. So- <laughs> how many epi- or how many downloads do you think Conan gets? How many downloads does Conan get? Probably oh, millions, at least like 75. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So, 
Anyways, uh, hey, thank you so much for joining us. We drop new episodes on the main season every Wednesday at 7.42 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We appreciate you joining us. We hope that you enjoyed, and we'll look forward to being here with you next week. So till then, I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. I am a Season Simpsons fan. And I am Learning. And we'll be back next time with separate vocations. But until then. Smell you later. Bye. Uh, hoy hoy. Hi, everybody. Can Whoa. you turn my, my earphones down? Am I too loud? You're very loud. Whoa, what happened? I, I just checked a minute ago. No, no I think it's just the, the, um, the volume of the earphones. No, I don't think it is. Oh. My, my, my voice is way up there. Okay. Hold on a second. Let me check it. Welcome to the Escalation. <laughs> hey, give us, give us a welcome here, uh, Caitlin, while I try to figure this out. Hi, everybody. This is the Escalator Nowhere podcast with Robert and Caitlin. <laughs> I'm uh, Caitlin. I'm Robert. I am a learning Simpsons fan. Oh, I turned your volume up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're a learning Simpsons fan? I'm a learning Simpsons fan. And I'm well established. Hoi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hoi. <laughs> You're doing a really great job. Thank How's you. that? One, two, one, two. That's, one, way, two. Better. That's better? way better. Okay, let's try Ooh. again. Okay. Take two. Three, two, one. Oh, we didn't do that again. Okay. Oh. <laughs>